From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. I'm Graham, VK4BB. You've tuned WIA and the National News Service. This for the first broadcast of December. In fact, it's December 4, 2016. And we kick off with WIA Business Class. The WIA has received queries about reciprocal licence arrangements, and these did change just a few months ago. The ACMA has reset the qualification of the US Technician Licence to that of the Foundation Licence. This followed an extensive review of the US Technician, that country's entry-level licence. The ACMA looked at changes that had occurred a long time ago with the US Technician Licence exam syllabus. Submissions included those from the ARRL and WIA justified a low reciprocal qualification status. The ACMA has grandfathered existing reciprocal licences issued under the pre-existing arrangements and allowed them to continue to have an advanced licence. However, all new reciprocal licence applications based on the US Technician Licence are now given our Foundation Licence. The third edition of the WIA's Foundation Licence Manual, published in April 2016, has already made a profit. With stock of the second edition of the popular book dwindling in late 2015, the WIA board discussed at length the need to restock it. Key considerations included whether to print either 2,500 or 5,000 copies and the unknown timing of the ACMA implementing possible new licence conditions. If 2,500 were printed, these could run out, resulting in a higher cost per book sold. If 5,000 were printed and new foundation licence conditions and syllabus were implemented before they sold, it was agreed that this eventually could be covered with a low-cost insert in remaining books. In addition, it was felt that advertisers would be more receptive if their brand appeared in more copies of the manual. After considered discussion at the face-to-face board meeting involving all directors, the Secretary and Treasurer in August 2015, the print run of the third edition Foundation Licence Manual was set at 5,000 copies, pending quotes from several printers in September. Subsequently, the manual was totally revised by three volunteers in early 2016. Happily, a reduction of the print cost quoted by the selected printer was negotiated and the new Foundation Licence Manuals delivered on the 12th of April 2016. In just 31 weeks, 623 copies have been sold. At the historic rate of sales of about 1,000 a year, the WIA has four years' worth of stock of the Foundation Licence Manual. We received an email through the week from S. Island that a petition calling for a general meeting of the WIA, supported by 100 member signatures, is said to have been delivered to and received by the WIA office on the 29th of November in line with provisions within the WIA constitution. Immediately, the WIA secretary has issued the following call for a general meeting of the WIA. Under Clause 8.3b of the Constitution of the Wireless Institute of Australia, a call was made on Tuesday, November 29 for a general meeting of WIA members. A letter received had four motions calling for four directors of the WIA to be removed immediately as a director of the WIA. The four directors are Phil Waite, Fred Swainston, Roger Harrison and Robert Broomhead. 
The letter called for a general meeting on the 9th of December. This date would not be possible. However, it does not make the call invalid. The call document itself was short of the required 100 signatures and about a quarter were incomplete. However, identical signed letters were found, including one received on Wednesday, November 30, meaning that under Clause 8.3b of the Constitution, the call for a general meeting became valid. The WIA Board of Directors has begun the process of arranging for a general meeting. An estimated cost of at least $10,000 will be incurred by printing the notices, mailhouse enveloping, distributing them by Australia Post to all members, the venue charge and any other expenses. WIA members can expect notification details by Australia Post and anticipate the general meeting to be held in late January 2017. And that was signed by Jim Linton, WIA Secretary. Still with WIA Business Class, an election of directors a call for nominations. Pursuant to Clause 14.1c of the Constitution, the WIA Board has determined that the election of directors shall be conducted by postal ballot. Four directors retire at the conclusion of the next AGM, which will be held in South Australia the 20th of May 2017, namely Roger Harrison, Ewan McLeod, Robert Broomhead and Fred Swainston. Each retiring director is eligible for re-election. Nominations are now called for from persons seeking election as a director of the WIA. A director must be a voting member of the WIA and must hold an Australian amateur radio licence. Any person wishing to nominate as a candidate for election as director of the WIA must deliver or cause to be delivered to the returning officer by not later than the 31st of January 2017. A statement signed by the candidate signifying their willingness to be a candidate for election as a director, together with the full name, age, occupation and call sign of the candidate, and such other biographical details or other information as the candidate wishes to accompany the ballot papers, but in all not exceeding 250 words. Delivery to the returning officer may be made by hand when the WIA National Office is open or by mail to Post Office Box 2042 Bayswater, Victoria 3153. Nominations received by fax or by electronic means cannot be accepted. A formal notice appears in the WIA journal Amateur Radio Magazine, has been put in Australia Post for those who get the digital magazine and on the WIA website. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with an idea for you to think on. Membership is important at this time, as the WIA continues discussions with the ACMA over licence conditions and spectrum access, not to mention the Amateur Services community role and standing with the coming of the new Radio Communications Act, now likely to go before the Federal Parliament early next year. Why is membership important? because we are all in this together. What the Spectrum Strategy Committee succeeds in achieving will benefit all radio amateurs, including, and especially, those not yet licensed. We must think of the future. One thing that has become very noticeable since restructuring the National Office Operations late last year is that many amateurs who were once licensed decades ago are returning to the hobby. They've been calling the National Office and inquiring how to get their licence back and a new call sign. So, think about this. There are many situations where you know or discover a colleague or acquaintance who once held a call sign. They may well be amenable to being encouraged to return to amateur radio. If each of us who have been in the hobby for some time took the opportunity, wherever it arose, 
to encourage elapsed amateur to return to the hobby, the number of licensees would noticeably increase, and so would the number of those active on the air. Activity begets activity. The world of amateur radio today is so much more diverse and laden with fascinating fields to explore that were never available even a dozen years ago, let alone 20 or more years. This is the project I introduced back in the first week of January. I call it Bring Them Back. There are many situations where individuals have let their interest in amateur radio lie dormant. Bring them back to the hobby and encourage them to join the WIA. Tell them that the Institute is about advocacy, education and support. That's what we do. It's not the WIA of yesteryear that they may have known. Look out for the opportunities to bring them back. You'll be doing something positive for the hobby and for the Institute. This has been WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Across Australia from VK1WIA, you're listening to the WIA National News Service. In North Queensland, it can be heard on 7070 kHz at 9 o'clock local time Sunday mornings. I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Foundations of Amateur Radio When you start in amateur radio, you'll come across the problem of rolling up coax and rope. If it goes the way as it went for me, you'll be doing what you always did, that is, winding up the coax on your arm until someone stops you and tells you you're doing it wrong. Then you're likely to be told about rolling out the coax into a straight line and when you want to take it home after a field day, you'll either be rolling it onto a roll or physically hand over hand be rolling the coax into a circle. This is a regular pain in the alpha. I managed to seek some advice from people who do this for a living, film crews and audio technicians. They have to roll up cable on a regular basis and they don't do anything like I was told. Head on over to YouTube and search for How to Properly Roll Cable. You'll come across a one minute four second video by Randy Koppinger. He shows you the over under technique and once you've mastered that you'll never twist coax again and your coax won't get damaged when you unroll it. You can use the same technique for power leads, for garden hoses, and in some cases rope. For many of the thin ropes you might use as guy wires for temporary antennas, you might want to look for a butterfly coil. There are lots of videos around, but the one that seems to explain it simply is the one by Joe Kuster, How to Butterfly Coil a Slackline or Rope. These two techniques, over and under, and butterfly coil, will make your coax and rope last much longer, and you'll spend many hours less untangling the mess or replacing kinked coax. I'm Ono, Victor Kilo 6, Foxtrot Lima, Alpha Bravo. You know, there really is a lot of fun to be had by becoming an F-Call. Now, if you're in the Melbourne area, enter Amateur Radio with expert training. Enrolments in the Amateur Radio Victoria Quality Training Class next weekend, December 10 and 11, will close Tuesday. Please be quick by contacting Barry Robinson, Victor Kilo 3, Popper Victor. I'm going to give you his telephone number. 0428 516 001. Say again, 0428 516 001. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA Amateur Radio News Service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART and the worldwide sources of the WIA.
I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Lunar handsats planned by China. As China continues its ambitious space program, there comes news of moon-orbiting CubeSats. Harvard Institute of Technology spokesman Mingchuan Wei, Bravo Golf 2 Bravo Hotel Charlie, says two satellites are being developed. The mission is aimed at low-frequency radio astronomy, amateur radio and education. Open Telecommand is also designed to allow radio amateurs to send commands to take and download images. Launch date is June 2018 to put these micro-satellites into lunar orbit. Swedish regulator wishes to change delegation. Since 2012, the Swedish regulator PTS has delegated conducting tests, issuing amateur radio licenses and assigning call signs to the National Amateur Radio Society, the SSA. The regulator is now indicating it does not wish to delegate in the future, but the SSA has declared its interest to continue to provide the delegated tasks. USA's Quietest Town The BBC reports on the Green Bank in the National Radio Quiet Zone. It appears despite stringent wireless restrictions, modern life is winning gradually. There's a town in West Virginia where there are tight restrictions on mobile signal, Wi-Fi and other parts of what most of us know as simply modern life. As reported on previously here in The News You Can Trust, it means Green Bank is a place unlike anywhere else in the world, but that could be set to change. Seems wireless signals are starting to filter in. The Board of Trustees of the Canadian Amateur Radio Hall of Fame are pleased to appoint Phil Anderson, Victor Echo 3 Fox Alpha Sierra of Ontario to the Canadian Amateur Radio Hall of Fame for the year 2016. Phil obtained his amateur radio licence in 1961. After a distinguished engineering career in defence research and space design, he became an instructor at Humber College. His amateur radio involvement includes 50 years of service with the National Traffic System and he was awarded the prestigious Brass Pounders League medallion for outstanding achievement in passing third-party traffic. Phil Anderson will be formally inducted into the Hall of Fame at a club event in 2017. I just freeze every time you see through me and it's all over you, Electric Blue. With apologies to the Aussie group Icehouse, it seems that electric blue clouds have appeared over Antarctica. This just in from NASA's Ames spacecraft, the sky above Antarctica is glowing electric blue. A ring of bright noctilucent lights has formed around the South Pole. The annual apparition of these clouds is one of the earliest on record and may hint at the workings of, wait for it, climate change. Visit spaceweather.com for more information. For WIA National News in Sydney, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Weird and wonderful. A new health food fad on the shelves here in Australia is water-infused with the frequency of the moon. And what a marketing spiel to attract consumers. Seems that spring water from an aquifer in remote northern VK4 is put through a two-stage kinetic energy process and infused at 210.42 hertz, the frequency of the moon. The result is that individual molecules in the water are enlivened to produce a remarkable soft and ultra-hydrating taste, feel and effect. The product claims to be outstanding value and offers the most dynamic beverage in the universe. However, health and dietitian experts disagree, describing the marketing hype as fanciful in the extreme, but would attract high marks as a first-year marketing assignment. But wait, there's more! 
love in a bottle. After sourcing this precious water from the protected aquifer in remote northern Queensland, it's put through a two-stage kinetic energy process and infused at a new frequency, 528 hertz, the frequency of love. Truly a weird and wonderful story worth bottling. I'm John VK4JJW. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1WIA. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, with some early news about the spring VHF-EHF field day last weekend. Already, 30 operators have uploaded their logs just three days after the contest event concluded. And, given the spectacular conditions on the bands above 30 megs over the past week, there are some pretty good scores being claimed from operators who are in the right places at the right times to take advantage of enhanced ionospheric and tropospheric propagation. I also note that a number of new call signs are appearing in the logs. In particular, some foundation licensees who have undoubtedly been attracted by the challenges and the fun to be had during these field days on the higher bands. Likewise, some new standard licensees are appearing in the logs, which is great to see. And for something completely different, the special event call sign, Victor India 2 Sierra Yankee Delta 75, VI2 Sid 75, commemorating the loss of the HMAS Sydney in 1941, got a bit of a workout during the contest. As Murphy would have it, the weather wasn't kind to our brothers and sisters in Tasmania, so there have been no logs from the VK7s. Yet. Hope springs eternal, however. Some stations are adopting new strategies for their operations, I notice. This keeps it interesting for all participants. So far, the number of logs submitted for Division 1, grid square scoring, and Division 2, distance-based scoring, are pretty much neck and neck, with a slight advantage to Division 1. May I remind you all that the deadline for submitting logs is midnight on Monday, 12th December. That's tomorrow week. If you gave out some serial numbers during the contest and haven't really considered entering a log, I urge you to do so, no matter if you had only 5 or 10 contest contacts, or 100. Every little helps. You'll find all the details on the WIA website. Under the For Members drop-down menu, select Contest, then click on the VHF UHF Field Day link in the left-hand menu. I note from the December issue of Amateur Radio magazine that the Rossholm Memorial VHF UHF Contest Manager, John Martin, VK3KM, has announced that he's taking a break from the task after 26 years. A truly sterling effort. Well done, John. Advocacy, education, support, that's what we do. This has been WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Operational News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ. All major Australian contest rules and results are on the contest section of the WIA website. 2017, month 1 of 12, January 1, December 31, the Victorian Local Government Award 2017 Challenge. January the WIA's Ross Hull Memorial VHF UHF Contest. January 1, M South CW Activity Day, 24 hours. All forms of CW are welcome. Ham ready on the 1st, 12th of March. DXing. Alex, RN1ANC on the Russian Vostok station in Antarctica, where he will be working from the 10th of December until February 2018. His call sign will be RI1ANC, and during his spare time he will be active on CWSSB and digital. 
QSL manager is RN1ON. Federal Republic of Germany, DA. Special event station DR777RI is QRV until the end of 2016 to mark the 777th anniversary of the town of Rintelen. QSL via DL8OBQ. OC196. VK5CE will be active as VK5CE stroke 3 from Gabo Island between January the 31st and February the 1st. QSL Vora's home call sign of, you've guessed it, VK5CE. Belgium ON. Lions Clubs International Belgian Amateur Radio Operators are QRV as OR100LCI until March 2017 to mark its 100th anniversary. Activities on the HF bands using CWSSBN RIDI. QSL via ON8ZL. German Antarctic Research Base called Neumeyer 3 is on air until February. Call sign DP1POL mainly CW in digital modes. This activity will count as AN016 for the IOTA program. QSL manager is DL1ZBO and logs will be uploaded to Logbook of the World. Award news. The Victorian Government Award 2017 Challenge. This operating award encourages on-the-air activity by communicating with and from the 79 local government areas in Victoria. The unique opportunity from Amateur Radio Victoria is the Victorian Local Government Award Challenge held during the 2017 calendar year. It opens on New Year's Day 0001 hours UTC to activators who go to local government areas or hunters who log such activity. Each ultimate winner of the challenge will get at no cost a professionally designed, engraved and presented wall plaque for display with pride in their radio shack. Minor awards will go to those who submit eligible logs for either the activator or hunter category. Are you up to the Victorian Government Award 2017 challenge? It sounds like a lot of fun. For VK1WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Good morning, this is Robert VK3DN with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group Final Frontier. News site Cornwall Live in the UK reports that radio amateur David Honess, M6DNT of Penzance Cornwall, is the recipient of the Sir Arthur Clarke Award in recognition of Astro Pi work with the recent Tim Peake KG5BVI slash GB1SS Principa mission on the International Space Station. Clarke, who died in 2008, was a science and science fiction writer and a futurist. The award was presented on behalf of the Arthur C. Clarke Foundation and the British Interplanetary Society. The Astro Pi project installed two Raspberry Pi computers called Izzy and Ed on the ISS as a platform for students to run their own computer code in space and to speak to peak. M6DNT was described as the driving force behind procuring the two UK-designed and manufactured Astro Pi computers. Worldwide Special Interest Group Maritime United States Special Event Members of the Battleship Iowa Amateur Radio Association, or BIARA, will be active as N16BB between 1600 and 2359 Zulu on Wednesday, December the 7th, in memory of the 75th anniversary of the attack of Pearl Harbor in 1941. 
the ship's circa 1980s legacy gear will be manned by the Grey Radio Gang on 40 metres single sideband from approximately 1800 to 2300 Zulu. Operations are planned to be on 7241 kHz and there's the transmitters are on deck 3 and the receivers are on the main deck, QSYing to tweak you in is nearly impossible. So please ensure you're on frequency before you call as they cannot easily track you. Understand that there will be a delay between transmit and receive due to the receiver recovery time. Suggested frequencies are shown in the text edition of this newscast. Also watch the packet clusters for frequencies. Now this news item prompts a gentle reminder of the WIA's war history book and its pre-sales time. The Wireless Men and Women at War is a must-have publication though with stories on wireless communications before World War I and in latter years and conflicts. The pre-sale discount price only applies until December the 21st. Further details are on the WIA website www.wia.org.au. Worldwide special interest groups, radio amateur old-timers, and who better to give us the old-timer stuff than young Clive himself. Hello everyone, this is Clive, VK6CSW, reminding you that tomorrow is the first Monday of the month, time for the December Radio Amateurs Old Timers Club of Australia's bulletin to go to air. This month, as well as all the usual club news, Ian, VK3JS, tells me that he and Bruce, VK3UV, will be bringing you a potpourri of entertaining bits and pieces. The principal HF transmission will be on 20 metres on 14.150 MHz upper sideband, starting at 0100 UTC, beamed north from Melbourne for the eastern states. An hour later, at 0200 UTC, Chris, VK6JI, will repeat the program, transmitting from Perth on 40 metres on 7088 kHz lower sideband simultaneously with the transmission via all linked NewsWest repeaters. Numerous local relays also take place, details of which can be found at the RAOTC website www.raotc.org.au. From Tuesday you can download the audio file from this website where you can also find membership details. Tomorrow's broadcast is the last one for this year, but we'll be back again in February. On behalf of the RAOTC committee, may I wish everyone a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year, and thank all of you for your support and callbacks during the past year. Once again, the RAOTC December Bulletin is on air tomorrow, and we look forward to hearing your call sign during the callbacks. 73 from Clive, VK6CSW. Worldwide special interest groups, Radio Amity Young Timers, Youngsters on the Air. From Thursday the 1st of December to Saturday the 31st of December 2016, the annual Youngsters of the Air, or Yota event, takes place and Yota stations will attempt to make contacts worldwide with each other. This is an excellent opportunity to get some young amateurs in their teens and early 20s to talk with their counterparts on air. This is not a formal contest, but a way to get young people on the air to let them realise that there are hundreds of other peers around the world that feel just the same way they do about the hobby. The main aim is to get our youngsters on the air and for them to make contact with other youngsters all over the world. Primarily an IARU Region 1 event, they don't need to be down under to come up and talk with these kids. 
A special call sign ZS9YOTA will be activated during the month of December. Rewind. Not everything that was associated with Dick Smith Electronics is dead. Many VK1 WIA listeners will remember the fun way into electronics books and kits which gave many their first taste of electronics and radio. Well, although they were discontinued when DSE became purely a consumer outlet, they are now being revived. The rights to the name and intellectual property were purchased from the company's administrators and work started on building a website. Some original data and tools were located in Taiwan. While most of the components used in the kits are available, one challenge was to develop a suitable Morse key for some of the projects, and this was completed just last month. There's a way to go, but the still-under-construction website is being upgraded frequently, and you can find that funwayelectronics.com. Well, that's all I have for you this week. This has been Robert, VK3DN, reporting from Melbourne. This is VK1WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions, www.wia.org.au. Well, to the social scene as we leave WIA and the National News Service for another week. February 26, this is the first of three big ones for 2017. Feb 26, on the Central Coast, it's their field day at Wyong. May 19, in VK5, it's the WIA AGM at Handorf. And September 9 through 10, Alara Meet 2017 in Cairns. Now till next we meet, I'm Graham VK4BB. Thanks for listening. From Australia, this has been VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.